Welcome to Wild Tater, the Food Forest Podcast. I'm Charles Hathaway, and today we're going to talk about the golden currant, also known as buffalo currant, also known as clove currant, and also known as Missouri currant. Ribus aureum is the official name, but we will refer to it as golden currant. Okay, the golden currant is a shrub layer, so it occupies that lower um, region of the forest that is uh, your food forest or your yard, whatever, that is a little taller than the herb layer, but generally shorter than the understory layer. The uh, golden current can live in cold hardiness zones 4 through 8, which means it can withstand cold down to about negative degrees Fahrenheit or negative 34 degrees Celsius. Its soil pH preference is 6.0 to 8.0. It does tolerate a variety of soils. My guess is that it could do higher or lower than those extremes. Its watering needs are even more uh, tolerant. It is, I list it as a medium water need because it can take standing water, but it can also take drought. It's very versatile in its water needs. Its blooming season is mid-spring, harvest season, summer to autumn. Its fruiting age, so the first time you're going to get fruit, is at two to three years old. But about four years old, it will reach full production, where it's really, you know, pumping out the fruit. Now, I will say that currants are one of those plants that do like to produce fruit early. So if you get it in your first year, you know, that's... That's not terribly uncommon. Not Sorry, it's not first year. If it's grown from seed, it's not going to get fruit that year. But uh, the following year, it's possible. Don't expect it, but if it happens, yay, you know. Its average mature yield is unknown, though their cousins, such as red, white, and black currants, produce five or more pounds of fruit per year. Uh, there is an account I found online of someone who had a uh, golden currant that they'd grown from seed. It was three years old, and it had three pounds of fairly large fruit. So, you know, if, it sounds like it's probably in line to be like its cousins, producing about five pounds of fruit per year. If it grew more than that, I would definitely list this as a staple food. It's uh, very... Uh, you know, a, a great fruit, very healthy, and so forth. If you could get it to grow in quantity, I would definitely call it a staple. So you might say, if you'll grow this in, you know, if you'll grow many bushes, current bushes, it could be a staple fruit. So anyway, its pollination needs for fruit. It will grow fruit on its own, but it will get far more fruit if you have more plants. And I suspect, I could be wrong, but I suspect this is one that is not usually grafted, but it could be one that is grown from cuttings, and we'll talk about that, which means that if you're wanting more fruits, uh, even more fruits than having a few grown from seed or other varieties, and there are, you know, Golden currants are not the kind of thing that you usually get a bunch of different varieties of. And so, you know, if you just got it from a couple of different sources, 
for example, one from your nursery, one ordered online, or several from each or whatever, then you'll probably have a good genetic diversity to provide really good uh, fruit production. That said, because they are self-pollinating, uh, even just having a bunch of clones will produce more fruit on each on each uh, plant. So their size at maturity is three to seven feet tall and two to six feet wide, which is one to two by 0.6 to two meters. Though occasionally they can grow as tall as 10 feet or more, which is, you know, about three meters. Their sun needs, they will grow in full sun and they will grow in full shade. They can tolerate full shade, but it's not likely to flower or fruit in the shade. So if you're trying to grow fruit, full sun is going to be best. I recommend if you're in a very hot or dry area that you give it part shade in order to, you know, give it a break. It should grow fruit just fine. Uh, six hours is considered full sun. So even if it's just getting it from, you know, eight in the morning to you know, uh, one in the afternoon or something, and then the rest of the day is shade, it will be perfectly happy with that. So, sorry, that was bad numbers now that I think about it, till two in the afternoon. <laughs> Just give it those six hours. Anyway, um, its preferred habitat is gravelly riverbanks, uh, mountainsides, and sandy bluffs near water. And though I can't confirm the exact species, um, I suspect it was a golden current that I once saw up in a slot canyon. Um, it, it was probably getting maybe an hour a day of sun, um, but it was growing in, I mean, almost out of a rock face. I mean, it was, it was a really dry, hard area. There was an area just, you know, maybe 50 feet away with water, but it was pretty steep down to the water. And so these things are pretty hardy. And I'm guessing it got there by a bird eating and pooping into a crack in the rock and it grew and it was doing very well. So if that's any indicator of its hardiness, uh, take that with a grain of salt, since again, I don't know for sure the species, but um, I'm, I think it was a golden current. That's my guess. Anyway, golden currents growth rate is moderate to fast, depending on uh, it, the idealness of its location. Its natural reproductive rate, I list as medium. Um, some places and situations it's fast, other places it's considerably slower. So I'm putting it at medium, but it's mostly by rhizomatous root spread that it's growing. So those roots reaching out and popping out new plants from them is its most common way of naturally uh, reproducing. Though as I briefly mentioned, I suspect that birds help to propagate them um, quite a bit as well, um, spreading them far and wide by eating and pooping the seeds. And uh, then they grow wherever they drop, you know. And, but uh, as for propagating them yourself, um, probably the simplest way would be removing root sprouts, which is those quote-unquote suckers that uh, come out from the roots. I, I did look it up. They are not considered invasive. And in fact, um, 
though they have been occasionally known to escape a garden or something like that, I can't find anything to indicate that they are considered aggressive or, or uh, invasive in any way. But they are. They will grow from their root sprouts, and so if they, if those root sprouts are dug out, you could um, easily plant, you know, them in a new location. That way, you can also root branch cuttings. So you cut off about 12 inches from the bush and stick that. 12 inch cutting straight into the soil just you know strip off those bottom leaves leave maybe five or six at the top I don't know two or three even it would be fine um, strip off the rest and then slide it down deep enough in the soil that it's sticking out maybe just a few inches four inches let's say um, so that there are lots of nodules under the ground to take root and you can get a whole new uh, current that way this works with various kinds of currents. In fact, I, I did it myself in, in our garden shop in uh, potting and, and getting things ready. Sometimes a branch will get knocked off here and there. Uh, and when it does, I will usually stick it in the ground. And so far, the current bush that I placed there, or the bushes that I've placed there, have been the most readily rooting and and continuing on so i have some current bushes uh, just by sticking uh, branches that snipped off onto into the ground and in a kind of a moist location the more moist it is probably the better the root cutting will do uh, for the first couple of years anyway i'll also mention that you can grow them from seed and in fact seeds are said to be viable for a long time um, some sources even suggest that for 17 years or more they can continue to be viable, uh, which suggests that though it may not be a fast way of reproducing the plant, if, the, uh, if you have berries that kind of dry up and then fall on the ground, don't clean those up. If you want to, you could spread them around different areas because even if it sits there for three years, five years, ten years, just kind of rotting in the soil or something, those seeds could still grow later. And I can see why this would not be considered aggressive or invasive in the sense that it may be a 10-year sitting time before they finally grow. But if they sit for 10 years and then grow, then it was worth it, right, to spread those seeds around? That's really cool. That's something that uh, indicates that a system could perpetuate itself indefinitely because of course birds are going to keep coming and eating your fruit and doing their own spreading of the fruits so um, if you are interested in growing them yourself you could do it by cold stratification stuff like that um, but uh, again maybe just sticking them out there and letting them come up when they come up would probably work fine too the average lifespan i have a hard time finding anything on specifically the golden current um, but it is said in many sources to be one of the longer lived species of current bushes and other current bushes seem to live um, 25 years ish i am guessing from just you know funny little snippets that i can find around the internet that these could probably live between 30 and 40 years that would be my guess 
especially if they're in a situation that that uh, is best for that. Now, whether they take on the tradition of trees where the slower they grow, the longer they can live, I don't know. If that's the case, then uh, maybe being in a slightly more stressful situation is not necessarily a bad thing for their lifespan, uh, as long as they can eventually establish fully and take off, you know, and, and be able to produce as they need to. But um, obviously the point of a current bush, for uh, our purposes, is to grow fruit. So the more ideal the location, probably the better. But if you get some going, go ahead and spread them around and see if you can get some in tougher areas. Get them to adapt to your climate and so forth. And, and if you can get seeds to grow from those, all the better. So, okay, let's talk about it in general. The uh, golden current is a favorite of hummingbirds and butterflies. And, and partly because of their little trumpet-shaped flowers, as we mentioned, the yellow flowers are what give it the name golden currant. And while you may have currant fruit that is sometimes yellow, uh, almost more often it will be more of a reddish brown, sometimes even red or purplish color is probably more common. You'll even see black ones and, and when they're listed as golden current people will sometimes say but that's not a golden color well it's because the the flowers are the golden part of it and sometimes it will have golden fruit sometimes it won't so that's just kind of a side note there but uh yeah hummingbirds and butterflies love them so they'd be a good addition to a hummingbird garden a butterfly garden and uh their fruit is really quite delicious and in fact it's said to be one of the bigger of the currants usually about one centimeter thick some have described them as being about the size of a blueberry and because of that larger size they're very commonly used in many of the recipes that call for currants simply because they've got bigger fruit making it easier to harvest because you're you know you're getting more measured fruit uh, with the smaller amount of harvest effort that you get from maybe a tiny current or what you get from a tiny current. So these are kind of a bigger current. The, again, they're, they're said to have an excellent flavor. And I started looking up recipes and was really impressed with what I found, not just from what I could find from specifically golden currants, but if you're willing to expand out and look for recipes from any kind of current, Boy, you can find just about anything. There are recipes for jellies, jams, sauce, syrup, ice cream, tarts, cookies, chipotles, salsas. I mean, you name it. There's there's current recipes for it. And I think the reason is because currants have been a popular, at least European, certainly Western uh, food for centuries. Well known. Uh, sometimes more popular than things like grapes and, and other things. In fact, there was a time in the United States where they were grown so um, so much that they started creating ecological problems uh, with other species. I'm, I'm not entirely clear on the details. Something about being a carrier to certain diseases and so forth. Um, since then, they found it, it's not as much a problem as they thought, and 
their efforts to you know curb the problem didn't really do anything anyway and so they've lifted that ban and on top of that i believe it was more of the gooseberry side of this family which is the graciulariaceae family <laughs> let me try that again graciulariaceae i think is probably how you say it something like that so uh, members of this family were banned for a short time in the United States. If you Google it, you'll see more of the story behind that. It's, it's not something that we have to worry about now. But unfortunately, the side effect has been that people kind of forgot the value of currants and gooseberries. So uh, let's bring them back, for heaven's sake. They're a great fruit. They're a, a beautiful bush. Um, you know, we, we talked about the size. They probably tend to grow, a, you know, five foot round average. Uh, and so they're, they're not a, they're just a nice little hedge, um, uh, grow some fabulous fruit that the birds absolutely adore. People adore when they can beat the birds to them. It's, it's just something that's, that's worth having around. And, and with all the uh, possibilities and recipes and things that you can, you can make from currants, I mean, it's it's a win-win for everybody so anyway thank you guys again for listening